man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt, April 23, 1910 Introduction. I've been lucky enough to have had a lot of great experiences and adventures during my 28 years working in politics, starting with my work as a top fundraiser for Jimmy Carter's 1980 re-election campaign, and leading up to my four years as chairman of the Democratic National Committee. I try to give you an unfiltered insider's view of how things are really done in politics and why. I deal with our successes as a party and also with our defeats, and I let the chips fall where they may. It's not personal. I have a lot of tough things to say because it matters to me. Here's another warning. If you're a Clinton basher, I doubt you'll enjoy listening to this tape. A large part of the book deals with President Hillary Clinton because they have been such a large part of my life. I'm honored to say they are both great friends of mine. You'll see them in these pages as you would see one of your own best friends. Whether I'm telling you about Hillary playing mermaid with my five-year-old daughter Sally on vacation, President Clinton and I golfing in the pouring rain, or the time South Korean intelligence agents thought that the President and I might be more than just friends. I have a reputation for being hyperactive, and it's true. I love to be on the move, and I can't keep still for long. To be honest, when I was approached about writing this book, I figured this whole thing would be a kick. I thought the project would take maybe a month or two of my time, but I was wrong. In the end, I put more than a year into the project. I waded through mountains of old newspaper and magazine clippings and voluminous daily briefings, and along with my co-author, Steve Ketman, I sat down to interview more than 100 people including all the top figures in the Democratic Party, to go over the details of experiences we've shared. We pulled our share of all-nighters working on the book, but it will all be worth it if I can not only entertain you, but also inspire you to get involved in the political process, or at least think a little better of the people who do. Part 1. Stepping into the Ring. Chapter 1. I remember walking home from Bellevue Country Club in Syracuse late one afternoon when I was 14 years old, and with each step I was more depressed. I had just spent five hours caddying, lugging two heavy golf bags up and down hills for a grand total of eight bucks. I didn't mind the work. I never minded the work. No, what had me distraught was the math. No matter how I turned it around in my head, it was clear. I had already thrown my life away. I was going to have to face the cold, hard truth that I was a failure. What else could I call myself? 
There I was, wasting my time, working for a measly two bucks an hour. I was never going to put any capital together at that rate. I've got to start my own business, I announced to myself as I walked the mile home from the golf course. I was aware there were certain obstacles to starting a business at age 14. I could not open my own legal practice yet, most likely, and I probably couldn't sell insurance either. I kept asking myself, what would people hire a young kid to do? One answer was house painting, but that just wasn't me. I'd leave that to the other guys my age. Then, as I turned the corner onto Dundee Road toward home, I saw an older guy in front of his house, sealing his driveway. He was all sweaty and irritated looking, but he was stuck out there. The winters in Syracuse are so brutal that everyone had to seal their driveways often by putting down a layer of hot tar emulsion liquid, which is dirty, nasty work. You know what I said out loud, walking faster now?